0: So you've been working your tail off, nose to the grindstone and working those crazy hours. You've done such an amazing job at work that your boss says they're gonna give you a bonus. Congrats, big moves for a big mover and shaker. Knowing that you don't need the money this year, you wonder about contributing to an RRSP since your parents told you it can result in a tax savings when you file your return. You heard the term deduction thrown around when it comes to RRSPs and the pesky union dues you have to pay yearly but you really aren't sure what it means for your return. This brings you to the question for today. What in the world is a tax deduction and how do they affect my taxes? Welcome everyone to our fourth
1: Canadian Taxation episode. This is your host Guy Tano and with me is my co-host Joey, also known as Joe Tax. And today we'll be looking at what a tax deduction is and what the most common ones are that can benefit you when preparing your tax returns. Now this episode is going to be more of an overview of the most common deductions but we are going to go into depth on each of these in future episodes. So, Joe, first things first,
0: what is a deduction? So I think first things first, we have to address the elephant in the room here. I might be Joe Tax, but we're actually on Mr. Clean today. <laughs> Gaetano actually just recently shaved his head and uh, unfortunately he won't be able to see that. But he's doubled over right now listening to it. It's
1: Mr. Clean. <laughs> All right. So, Joe, tell me, Mr. Clean. What is a tax deduction?
0: Yeah, so a tax deduction is an amount that is subtracted from your total income, which is the amount that's calculated per line 15000 of your income tax return. Now, that's a lot of jargon that's in tax terms, but what exactly does that mean? So, a deduction means that after you have calculated
1: your total income, so things like employment income, any government benefits you had, any investment income, After you've totaled all that income, you are then allowed to deduct eligible expenses against this income to arrive at what's called taxable income. In case that confused anyone, we do do a walkthrough of a tax return in our earlier episodes. I believe it was episode one. So check it out and you'll hear us walk through it. So that way when you
0: hear these different types of income being thrown around, it'll make more sense. Exactly. So if we look at our friend, 40K Fred, you know, he keeps on making an appearance every once in a while. Let's just take the example that he made $40,000 in the year. And just for argument's sake, we're only going to be looking at the federal tax implications, not necessarily the provincial tax implications. At forty dollars Fred would end up being taxed at the lowest tax rate, being 15%. So Fred would end up paying $6,000 in income tax on $40,000 of income. Now let's run through another scenario here. Let's say that forty dollars Fred actually made a $5,000 RSP contribution in the year. So an RRSP is probably one of the most common deductions that people would end up seeing, and it can effectively reduce the amount of taxable income that you have, and subsequently the actual taxes payable that you have as well. So at a federal tax rate of 15%, Fred would end up paying $5,250 in income tax on $35,000 of income. Now, when you look at this, he still made forty dollars on paper, but now he's only being taxed on $35,000. So with a deduction of $5,000 at the rate of 15%, this would translate to tax savings of $750 for the year, which is about 15% of the deduction or $150 for every $1,000 of deduction that he has. Now, one key
1: item to highlight is that income tax deductions are different from income tax credits. Now, both do reduce your income tax in some extent, but there are differences. Now, deductions are a reduction of your net income to arrive at your taxable income. You would then have the graduated rate system, also known as that ladder system we talked about in our first episode, you'd have that applied on your taxable income to arrive at your taxes payable. Now, tax credits, on the other hand, are amounts that reduce the taxes payable. So it's essentially the second way of reducing your tax balance owing. The amounts of taxes payable is calculated based on your taxable income with credits reducing the total taxes payable. Again, it's a little bit confusing, but we do do a walkthrough of this in our first tax episode. So if you're unsure of how this flow through works, check it out and then come back here and carry on. We are also going to cover tax credits in a future episode. We are trying to do piece by piece for a tax return. So we're going to highlight the comparisons between deductions and credits as we go.
0: Now that we've gone through what a tax deduction is, we want to take the next few minutes just to highlight a few key tax deductions that might be available to people that you might not have even realized were available to you in the year. So these are eligible deductions that people may pay in a year, but may have no idea that they can actually use it to effectively reduce their taxable income and subsequently reduce their taxes payable. So we'll also give a little background in the deduction, as well as a couple things that you should probably keep in mind when you're making the claim and then determining whether you're actually eligible for it. The very first and probably the most common deduction that we're going to talk about is the RRSP or pension adjustment. This is a deduction that can end up being applied based off contributions that you make to your RRSP or registered pension plan with an employer. If you make a contribution to a registered pension plan or a registered retirement savings plan in a period of March of your tax year to March of the following tax year, you may be able to deduct that amount on your tax return to effectively reduce your taxable income. In addition, if you have a registered pension plan with your employer, I know a lot of Government of Canada employees here in the Ottawa area would end up seeing this, you'd have an eligible deduction either reported on your T4 slip directly or a separate slip that you'd end up receiving from your payroll administrator. Finally, you should receive your RSP contribution slips roughly in the March or April timeframe. And you would end up needing to look at your notice of assessment to see if you have deduction limit for the tax year. So we'll end up diving into RSPs in another episode. But this is just to highlight some of the key items that you're looking for when you claim a deduction for RSPs. And I can tell you
1: straight up from my own personal experience that the RSP deduction—it's definitely a very big difference maker. Uh, it greatly reduces your taxes, and everyone has who works. Gains RSP contribution room. So, definitely an episode you want to check out. It really helps reduce your tax burden and more money in your pocket. The next most common one is annual union dues or professional dues. So, these are amounts that you pay to belong to either a union or an association. So, I'm going to give very basic examples. I think everyone knows about teachers' union, especially in Ontario. You've got the teachers' union, you've got many of the professional associations, such as CPA Canada. I know engineers and doctors are part of different associations. Nurses, that's another big one. Many individuals are part of unions or associations and may not even be aware of it. But you can find out if you are by either, A, asking your employer, or B, checking out your T4 slip. And you'll often see that there's a small amount on a box. And if you look at the, cert- uh, the box number, you'll see it's actually for union dues and professional fees. This amount, you are able to deduct because you are paying it in
0: order to be employed with your employer? And it gives you a bit of a tax break. So in some situations like myself and Gaetanos, it's not actually through our actual payroll administrator that we would end up paying, but we'd actually have to pay to CPA Ontario or CPA Canada directly. That would be for our dues for being members of CPA. So these were amounts that we'd actually end up seeing from a separate receipt from our actual T4 slip and we'd still be able to claim them on our returns. So, for any new parents or any parents that are listening in general, one of the next items that we'd end up highlighting is childcare expenses. If you end up having to put your happy little thoughts into daycare in order to work or make some additional income somewhere along the year, you can claim the eligible childcare expenses for caregivers, day nursery schools, day camps, boarding schools, and even certain educational programs. Even stuff like putting your kids into overnight camps can end up being eligible for claiming childcare expenses. So long as you incurred the amounts to be able to earn income. So for example, if you had to put little Jimmy into you know, a soccer camp for the summer, just to make sure that you can end up working from Monday to Friday, that would be an amount that would end up being eligible for childcare expenses. So the next item that we're gonna highlight is carrying charges and interest. So this would end up being applicable if you end up earning investment income like interest or dividends in a taxable account. So this would be an account that's not an RRSP or a TFSA It'd be an amount that you ended up having to pay for income that you'll eventually have to end up reporting on your return. So these would be interest costs or costs related to a broker maintaining an account. And you would be able to deduct this against your taxable income. You'd receive a receipt with the eligible amount. And this is the amount that you can end up claiming against your total income for the year. The last one we want to
1: cover today is moving expenses. And no, we're not talking about you know, every moving expense when you go to a new house or you upgrade. No, it has to be a specific circumstance as defined by CRA. So if you had to hit the road and move more than 40 kilometers to either start a new job or to move closer to a, a current position, you can claim moving expenses as a deduction up to the amount of income you earn from that job. So, for example, I had a friend of mine actually move from Ottawa to Toronto for a new job last year. That move was more than 40 kilometers. And because it was a new job for her, she was able to deduct all the moving expenses she incurred against the income she received in that tax year from her new employer. Let's put some numbers to that example. Say my friend had to incur $4,000 in moving expenses to get all of her bougie stuff from Ottawa to Toronto. Bougie. Bougie. Trust me, if you saw her furniture.
0: Bougie is the right word. So in Gaetano's case with this bougie friend, let's just put a couple numbers to this. So let's put a couple numbers to Gaetano's bougie friend here. So let's say she moved to Toronto from Ottawa in February of 2020. In order to move, she ended up incurring $4,000 to move all that bougie furniture of hers. Cause you know, it's gotta be wrapped nice and tight to be able to get from point A to point B. And it was $4,000 total of moving expenses. Now, when she arrived in Toronto with her new employer, she made $30,000 from February onwards. So she would end up having taxable income of $26,000 related to that new employer because she earned 30K in employment income and was able to deduct $4,000 of moving expenses against that income to arrive at $26,000 of taxable income.
1: It's so much fun saying income so many times. I just, you got to specify which it is because it can get a little confusing. So we've defined what a deduction is, and we've gone over the five most common deductions used by everyday Canadians. So why can we
0: claim a deduction, though? Why are we able to do this? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'd say that there's two possible answers to why we can end up claiming deductions. So the first one, in some situations, the deduction is a form of tax deferral, meaning that you won't be taxed on the amount of the deduction now, but you may be taxed on the amount at a later date. So, for example, this would be the case for RSP contributions deducted in the year, as you would not be taxed on the amount that you put into your RSP account this year, but you'd be taxed on the amount you withdraw in a later year. We'll cover that a little further in the RSP episode that we have in a couple of weeks from now. In other situations, a deduction is a recognition of expenses that were incurred in order for the taxpayer to earn income. So this would be the case for working individuals who had to pay for professional dues with a governing body, like myself and Gaetano or Mr. Clean today, with CPA, or had to put their children into childcare in order to work. It would also be the case if carrying charges were incurred to earn investment income in a taxable account, like management fees for a mutual fund. Note that we say taxable account because this would not be applicable for a TFSA or an RRSP account, which are non-taxable accounts in the year. All right, so Gaitano, now that we've gone through tax deductions, I think we're ready for a few takeaways at this point. All right. So
1: the first one is that deductions, they reduce your total income to help you arrive at your taxable income. This can effectively reduce the taxes you need to pay, or if
0: you're lucky, increase the refund you can receive. Fingers crossed every single year. The second one that you're looking at is that tax deductions can be a form of tax deferral, like RRSPs or deductible expense incurred in order to earn income, like childcare costs. There is a little bit of a differentiation between the two, but they can still end up effectively reducing your taxes payable for the year. Our third point is that many
1: people are actually unaware of the deductions they may be eligible to claim in a year. Now, we've highlighted a few in this episode, but for a comprehensive list, feel free to check out CRA's website for all the other tax deductions that are available for use and see which ones may be eligible for you. It can help you reduce your tax burden and keep more cash in your pocket.
0: So the fourth and final item that we really wanna highlight is that you need to make sure that you keep copies of the receipts for any claims you make in your return. Things like an RRSP slip may end up being registered with CRA, but things like childcare expenses, those would not end up being items that CRA has on hand. So if they end up coming knocking, you wanna make sure that you put everything together and have everything at the ready just in case they do end up wanting to see any sort of support for the amounts you claim in your return. Thanks so much for listening today. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to two random schmucks on the internet. If you
1: liked what you heard, make sure to click the follow button here on Spotify to know when our new content drops.
0: Give us a follow on the gram and check out our email address in the description above if you have suggestions for future content.
1: If you're ready to take the dive into getting fit educated with your
0: finances, we're here to
1: help you through your journey.
0: We hope you stay positive, test negative, and have yourself a great day.